Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and you are tuned into the right place if you are a business creator. Now, what we call business creators fall into four categories. You have your entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners, marketing and business coaches, folks who help others build their businesses and, gain, and succeed at the game of marketing, such as marketing and business coaches, web designers, graphic designers, social media strategists, copywriters, those types of folks, and then also do-it-yourselfers who run your own businesses and just love to have your own hands on the levers. I confess I'm a bit of a do-it-yourselfer when it comes to certain things because I just get so passionate about the game of online marketing and growing your business. Now, if you are one or more of the above categories, be sure to explore episodes and discover how our experts can help you win at business and marketing at businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show, and be sure to check out all of our previous episodes. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us spread the message. Now, today, we have a very, very special topic. The title of it is Need Clients, Need Visibility. The smartest solution is speaking. And we're especially honored to have a friend of mine on today, Marquesa Pedway, who is an expert in this area. So before we get jump in here, we have a ton of information to share, so we're going to kind of hit the ground running. Let me just tell you a little bit about Marquesa. Marquesa Petway, DTM, a business reinvention expert, professional speaker, speaker talk radio show host, and the founder and chief coach of the National Center for Speaker Training, helps entrepreneurs attract clients and earn income by using their voice to grow their business. She's coached hundreds of entrepreneurs and professionals since 2005. Now, what makes Marquesa really special is that she provides the how in what she calls the reinvention roadmap and speaker blueprint roadmap and many other business boosting programs. She's been recognized as an expert by the New York Newsday. Les Brown, the internationally renowned motivational speaker, calls her a brilliant speaker and business coach. And if Les Brown gives you that type of praise, you can take it to the bank. Associate producer for CNN small business show Managing with Lou Dobbs turned biz reinvention coach to more than 700 entrepreneurs and hundreds of organizations since 1993. Marquesa has also been quoted as a guru by the New York Daily News. Uh, she's a New York-based expert who helps entrepreneurs via the National Center for Speaker Training and organizations such as the Reinvention Group, which assesses the problems that are blocking their results so they can implement a business reinvention plan that leads to new business and increased profitability. So to learn more about Marquesa's programs, please visit www.marquesapetway.com, or if you're interested in booking Marquesa to speak at your office or conference, just visit that website, or you can call the toll-free number that's on that website, which is 877-314-8881, extension zero excuse me extension 701 i'm just so excited about this topic that i can't wait to dive in here and near the end of our show marquez is going to give us a special free gift just for tuning in today so marquez how are you doing today i am great adam thanks for having me this is also my favorite topic <laughs> yeah yeah i, I when we were looking at our lineup of guests for the first quarter of 2014, I said we absolutely have to get some people in who understand the art and science of public speaking, not only because this is something that so many of our listeners are 
so interested in and recognize as being so important for their businesses, but also because as the host of the radio show, I also get to put myself in the position of a student. So I'll be sitting here taking notes along with all the other guests as well as I continue to grow my own public speaking career. I've got some things lined up for the spring here. I've got three or four appearances that are on the books right now, and this is something I'm really looking to do a lot with in my business in 2014. So not only am I going to be your host, I'm also going to be your student. Is that okay? That is absolutely fine. I love it. <laughs> All right. So before we dive in, now I know I read off your bio there and it gave people a sense of your professional background and your accomplishments and how you serve the community today. Let's just take a quick step back and give our listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit. I mean, I know you somewhat because you know we've been friends for a couple of years and I've been on your radio show, but just tell us a little bit about your background in your own words and what brought you to where you are today as a speaker, trainer, and expert. Okay, I love it. Well, it's interesting because was it back in 2005? Uh, I know many of your listeners are may still be in corporate America. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was a sales executive and I got promoted and then all of a sudden uh, an associate from Human Resources walks into my office that I just got, not even two weeks, you know, got this huge promotion at him. Oh, mm-hmm. after working nearly 10 years at this company. And um, I was told, hey, this company is downsizing this division by 60%. And that includes your new beautiful position, I'm so sorry to tell you. I don't remember how I got home that day. I know <laughs> I was stated, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm engaged, I'm getting used to my new career, and you hit me with this? So if you're listening and you're thinking, whoa, I didn't just decide to wake up and become a speaker. It was sort of, I was sort of thrown into the fire, if you will. And then I asked myself an important question uh, once I was alone and and once I could just listen to my own thoughts and not not worry about uh, what everybody else thought. And I said, Marquez, if you could do anything, what would it be? And I decided I want to be a professional speaker. I didn't know what that meant. I just knew I wanted to speak to people because I would do it at AT&T and I would do it at different places, and it was just a natural part of me. I've always been comfortable communicating from the stage or anywhere for that matter. And lo and behold, fast forward, um, I just needed to figure out how. So I joined National Speakers Association immediately, which is uh, something I recommend everyone to do. You can find them at nsaspeaker.org. And I asked everybody I knew. I was a member of Toastmasters, which I also recommend. Um, And it's for anyone. You don't have to be insecure when it comes to speaking, or you can be. It's just a great organization to take it to the next level. And I participated, and I joined, and would you believe it, within six months of getting downsized, Adam, I was on the road speaking all over the world. And I was 20 to 30 days a month for three different companies. And as impressive that sounds, I, I always joke and say, but I was making like $1.99 an hour <laughs> yeah, because the seminar companies really got the gist of the money and, and just gave us speakers very little of it. And then I made a decision, you know what, I need to book my own engagements. I need to get my name out there. I need to, I need to make my own money. And so this is so important. I love that you call this, this radio, is really, radio show is really for entrepreneurs. Because if you're just yeah. out there thinking, I just want to speak, it's not, it's not going to be, 
you're going to be broke. I'm I just I'm real with you. If you want me to be <laughs> I'm real with you. <laughs> but if you want to make money in your business and you happen to enjoy speaking or you're smart and you realize speaking is a brilliant marketing strategy, then hear what hear the advice that I share. So one of the things I did early on in 2006 cuz remember I got downsized um actually I'm wrong. I got downsized in 2004. But then by 2005, I'm speaking for the seminar companies. By 2006, I decide I need more of this money coming into me because I can't live in, I can't go from six figures to $1.99 an hour. <laughs> uh, I know. And I'm just figuratively speaking. It wasn't literally that, but guys, it was so little money. I felt like it was with all the time I spent on airplanes and in rent cars and, you know, eating in crappy restaurants. And sometimes it was great, so I don't want to downplay the experience. But I had to learn uh, what was my message, my audience, and how can I monetize it? And that's really what I want to share with you guys today. So that's sort of the gist of how I got started. And I found a coach, and I put on the entrepreneur's hat and learned. I joined the entrepreneur side of my brain, the new side of the brain, with my expertise with being a speaker. And now I'm a six-figure business, and it's almost eight years later. Since that happened. Well, congratulations on that. Congratulations on that. That is awesome. And just one real quick observation. See, what people don't recognize as often as they should about the public speaking industry is when you as a speaker take a speaking engagement, you're not just getting paid for that hour and a half you're up on stage or what have you. Your time invested in that speaking engagement begins the moment you close the door of your house and walk towards the taxi that's taking you to the airport. And it doesn't end until you get dropped off at some ungodly hour after your red eye three days later. Very true. That's what they're actually that's what they're actually getting from you. So yeah, I mean once you do the math and you look at what some of the speaking fees can be, if folks don't know what they're doing and don't know how to get the right fees, they could be making about a dollar ninety nine an hour, which makes working in a bagel shop look pretty enticing by comparison. And we certainly don't want that at all. Which is an <laughs> no. interesting point. Yeah, and something else to just add to that, Adam, is when, and this is really important, um, it really depends on where you are in your speaking journey, but okay. after you've been in this business for a few years, and after you've spoken for a few years, and by the way, you could be brand new. Um, say that you have an accounting background and you worked in accounting in corporate America for a number of years. And then all of a sudden people okay. said, hey, I want you to speak on accounting. Just like Adam, they asked you to speak on how to make their websites better. Well, you're an expert when it comes to websites. So when folks right. ask you to speak, you're not just getting paid for the actual speaking. You're getting paid for your expertise. So you need to look at right. it from that perspective. Like how many years did you study to learn all about websites? That's the question. And that's a lot, a lot, a lot of years. I mean, there's a lot of things you need to know. And it's not something you just study up to a certain point and then you become an expert. Things change all the time. The trends change all the time. And especially when we talk about the impact of social media, the impact of mobile devices on what makes a website convert and what leads people to take the actions they're supposed to take when they land on the web page, it's an ever-evolving field of study. So you're paying for that ongoing education as well. So that, the next that's point what you've got to think yeah. about when someone asks you, how much do you charge to speak? Think about yeah. that expertise. 
Yes, absolutely. So speaking of, you know, fees and money and investments and things like that, here on the Business Creators Radio Show, as I mentioned, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses in many different ways. And a lot of our listeners tell me that in order to succeed at the game of marketing, they really have everything they need to do it except for time and money. Now, do you see this as an issue for those who want to grow and nurture a public speaking career? Uh, do I see this as a problem as well, time and money? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. It can be. I, I think for any entrepreneur, and really, Adam, I'm going to answer your questions not just as a speaker, but as a speakerpreneur. Okay. So absolutely, your your most important asset is your time. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Great, 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 great. So let's say that somebody comes to us and says, uh, this is where I want to go with the question. They say, you know, I really want to break into this public speaking, but I don't really have a budget for it. Uh, they tell me it's going to take like $10,000 just to break in and get noticed. Is that actually true? Or is there another way that we can get started with our speaking careers? Oh, no, no, absolutely. Let's just wipe that from the from your thoughts. Um, long time ago, and I do remember when I first got into the speaking industry, um, you were told, oh, my goodness, the right person has to notice you. you got to get a break. you got to become a celebrity like Les Brown or Tony Robbins. That's not the mm -hmm. case anymore. With social okay. media, virtual presentations, back-of-the-room presentations, uh, so many different ways that you make money when it comes to speaking? Absolutely not. You know what you need, Adam, honestly, to get started? You just need a message. You need an it, and you need a who. Can I clarify that for you? You need an I would it. love for you to clarify <laughs> that for us. You need an it, and you need a who. Your it is your expertise. What is it that I'm going to talk about? Your it can't be everything. Um, you, you get rid of, oh, I talk about customer service and communication skills and leadership and how to feel love. And uh, No, 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 that's not going to work. No. I need one area so that you can be respected and people will call you and book you on their radio shows because you're right. known as an expert in that area. Now that you got your it together, then who are you talking to because you can't talk to everybody? Adam, Correct. you're talking to who? Entrepreneurs, right? Business creators. Yeah. Once you identify your it and your who, the sky is the limit. And now this is where time comes in. I don't want you running off saying, oh, my gosh, let me Google speaking engagements and let me submit on each and every one. No, no, no. What you need to do is find out where is your who hanging out. Once you identify your who, these could be entrepreneurs. These could be entrepreneurs that make six figures or entrepreneurs that are babies. They don't make any money or emerging entrepreneurs. Whatever your who is, figure out where they're hanging out. What associations are they aligned with? You know, uh, how can you get in front of them with your message? So once you find these people, then you call them up and you say, hey, I can help you do X, Y, and Z better. Let me tell you how. And I would love to come and speak for your organization. And here's the other piece of that without giving too much away, because I really want Adam to lead me into whatever questions uh, he wants answers to. Uh, when you're asked to come in, in this day and age, we make our money in different ways. We make our money right. on back-of-the-room sales. We make our money based on building our list, 
and we make our money based on the on a, an actual speaking engagement fee. So when I'm speaking for an association, I just spoke for one less than three months ago, I walked out that room with $5,000. And when I walked out that room wow. with $5,000, I walked out with six clients. It was about 12 people in the audience. I got six, so I got a 50% close ratio, which is pretty high. $5,000 in my pocket, and yesterday one of those clients joined my $12,000 a year program. You do the math. So that one engagement uh, yeah. got me $17,000. That's how you make your money in this business. So how did I bring them in? I got up and I shared my expertise for this association for free. I shared this right. is how you speak. This is how where you go. This is what you do. This is how you tell your story. A lot of what I'm sharing today on Adam's show. And then I made an offer to, and at that time I had a live event in November. I made an offer to come to my live event and do X, Y, and Z. This package was $1,000. I had six people that said yes, and you know the rest. Right. Exactly, exactly. And just one point to, to make is for those of you who are looking to instantly get on the massive arena stages with 900 people in the audience and think that's the only way you can make money, I'm here to dispel that myth. If you capture a very high close ratio or a very high percentage of a small audience, you can make a lot of money when you have a high converting offer and you have a great follow-up. I mean, I have, in my public speaking up until now, I've gotten close closing ratios of 70%, I've gotten 60%, and in some cases the room really wasn't all that big, but it was still extremely lucrative to me because I was focused on my it and my who, and I made sure I was in front of the right who with the right it, and everything sort of came together. So, Marquesa, let's get back to basics here a little bit. Now, you've told us about how you've grown your speaking career and how you've grown your business, and indeed, you know, you and I have known each other for a while as I was on your radio show some time ago. Now, how did speaking help you achieve your success? We talked about how you achieved success in speaking, but how has speaking helped you achieve success in other areas? Oh, I love it. A number one, instant credibility. You choose. Would you rather go to coffee, go have coffee with 10 people, or would you rather stand in front of 10 people with a 30-minute message? So you get instant credibility right. in a short amount of time, especially if you're sharing valuable information. So if, whether I'm speaking in front of thousands or I'm speaking in front of 10 or 15 people, instant credibility comes with speaking. Another uh, advantage of speaking is visibility. Um, people knowing, people seeing you, oh, who is this Marquesa Patway, and what does she talk about, and what does she do, and let me learn more about, oh, it looks like she has something I need, let me get on her list. So the visibility goes through the roof. Like, this is literally my eighth interview in 30 days. <laughs> I believe I'm it. almost interviewed out, and I'm not bragging, but it comes from the <laughs> visibility. People contacted me saying, hey, we want you to, and I just got something in my inbox two days ago about a magazine that wants to do something on me. So I'm thinking, wow, these people are finding me. So think about it. You get these speaking engagements. People uh, publish your information on their websites. It all goes to Google. It gets locked into the search engines. And then people start to see you as an expert, and they also see that you speak. So visibility, yeah. credibility. So add all that up, folks want to work with you. Yes. 
I couldn't agree more. I know I was working with a client of mine recently uh, to revamp their public speaking website and help them with the content or what have you. And we encourage them very strongly to divide the content on that website into a couple different sections. There's your speaking from the stage, there's your speaking on podcasts and radio shows, and then there's your speaking on webinars because one does support the other. And if you limit your conception of public speaking to simply when I get up on stage, you actually are losing a lot of opportunities because people who book speakers to get up on stage are going to look to see are they also showing up on radio shows? Are they also establish themselves and have an inroad in their market. So people see, oh, this person's on the radio all the time. This person's showing up here. They're showing up there. They're showing up everywhere. This must be the person everybody's listening to. I need them on my stage too. Or if they need to hire that person as a consultant, as a mentor, as a partner, they want to be working with the industry leader. They want to be working with the person everybody else goes to. And when you get that reputation, you can raise your fees. So you see how this all kind of comes together. Absolutely. And that's what it is. It's getting your name out there. Because here's the deal, and I'm going to shock you guys when I say this. I learned early on, stop chasing the speaking engagements. Let them chase you. Just position yourself well. And part of that positioning, Adam talks about really well with online, but position yourself offline as well. Positioning to me is everything. Really being clear and positioning, I've already shared a part of what that means. You know, who? what's my it? Who is my who? And then being very clear about those top three problems you solve and putting it all over the place. So if you tell people over and over, you know what, I help people find their soulmate. I help people find their soulmate. You say that several times. It's all over the web. It's all over the Internet. And then every, and then you speak different places, then you're going to get more invitations to speak. But if you're constantly running after speaking engagements, been there, done that, you're going to only exhaust yourself, confuse yourself, and get downright frustrated. Here's another tip, though, I will say that I love about speaking. With YouTube, Vimeo, uh, just plain old website. Heck, I do it with my iPhone. Everywhere I go, um, I travel a lot, or even if I'm going out, I can't go outside right now because it's cold. <laughs> I'm on the east Yeah. But normally, everywhere I go, Adam, I hand my camera off to somebody, or I hold it up myself because you can do that, and I just take a quick little 30-second speech or 30-second tip. Um, I could be in the airport, maybe in one of the lounges, and I may give a quick tip on, you know, how I travel really smart. What is what is the right. equipment that I carry? And guess what? I will share that little tip on Facebook, share it on LinkedIn. It automatically gets it's automatically on my YouTube channel. People instantly say, "Oh wow, I like this chick." And then make sure you give people a call to action. That one call yeah. to action. Do not say, "Follow me on Twitter here. Follow me on Facebook here. Go to my website. Do this." this. Give them one call to action, which should be a squeeze page, so that they can go right. to that page, learn a little bit more about you, but mainly download something free from you. So what? In exchange, they're going to give you their name and their email address. So it's all about how this works. So that's what I love about speaking. It's so quick and and short and boom. You know, you just take those actions a few times a month, you will save so much time when it comes to marketing and getting that visibility and get and positioning yourself. 
Absolutely. And being on Business Creators Radio Show, I mean, let's just look at this. This is another feather you can put in your cap when you tell people all the places you've been. I mean, you can take, if you want to make like a list on your website of all the radio shows you've been in on, you can take our logo and add it to your website. Uh, I know there's been a little bit of chatter about this episode on social media. It's going to show up on iTunes as well because we have an iTunes channel. So just by doing this, and, you know, let's be clear for everybody listening, Marquesa is speaking right now. This is what you may consider a speaking engagement because she's on the radio show. She's sharing her expertise. She's sharing her what with the appropriate who, if I'm, if I'm getting those two phrases right. Am I getting that right? Yep. I'm sharing my it with, with my who. Absolutely. My it with my who. Absolutely. So I think we've already seen a whole bit about why speaking is such a smart strategy for entrepreneurs and business owners. I know that if uh, I wasn't doing any public speaking right now, I would be like, eager for this episode to be over so I could start doing the things right now to get myself some speaking engagements. I'm already doing it, but if I wasn't, man, I would be like jonesing on the edge of my seat saying, come on, come on, come on, top of the hour. Let me soak up this information. Then I'm going to go and I'm going to do this stuff. I'm going to start getting some speaking engagements. So let's get into a question that a lot of people ask me. Uh, A lot of my own clients ask me. A lot of people I do consulting with ask me, which is what types of presentations are best for client attraction. Oh, I love that. The best type of presentations for client attraction would include how-to presentations where you're sharing tools and strategies. And in my opinion, I love to do webinars. And guess what? These webinars that I will roll out on on the web... Um, I will share it again with my social media network. Of course, I will send it out to my email list um, and share with everybody I know. Webinars are brilliant, a brilliant strategy. And literally, you can do a webinar or even a teleseminar, because I know we've probably got some folks that are terrified when they hear the word webinar. (laughs) (laughs) But regardless, a short presentation, it can be 20 minutes, it can be 60 minutes. I really wouldn't go any further than the 60 minutes unless you're going to include Q&A. And on this presentation, right. you say to yourself, what are the top problems of my who? Okay, so Adam may say to himself, well, what is it that people are challenged with right now when it comes to getting folks to their website? What is a big problem my who deals with? And then you take that one of those problems and you break it down. You give examples. You give stories. You give the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then you give resources and strategies. Now, some of you listening may say, well, darn it, looks like I'm going to do free speaking here. You can't right. look at it like that. You've got to look at it as you're giving people what I call your pink spoon. And Pink Spoon is a taste of your expertise. Think about what happens when you go into a, um, a, a, a what do you call it, a, I can't even remember now, Dunkin' Donuts or one of yeah. the ice cream places, and they hand you the Pink Spoon, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want that or if I want that, and then you taste it and you make a decision. Well, the same thing, when people hear you speak, and you can also do that with the radio show here, when people hear you speak, they're getting a taste of your expertise. And then if they're really wild enough, they want to hear more. And that's when your call to action comes in. So to your question, yeah. what are the best types of presentations? Information pack where you're sharing how to solve your problem. Those are the best ones. 
but don't forget <laughs> while you're giving those presentations, don't just throw a bunch of information my way. Really make it personal. Give me stories. Isn't it interesting, Adam, how we forget about data and stats, but we remember stories. So, for example, from the top of my head, if Adam came on, and I'm just putting you on the spot, and he said, oh, to get your SEO and to get more traffic to your site, it's going to take X amount of data and X amount of this and X amount of that, you give all of this data, people's eyes will roll over and their ears will roll over. But instead, <laughs> if you say, you know, one of my clients, Marquesa Petway, and I went to her website, and she wanted more folks to find out who she was. So I did A, B, C, D, and E. And do you know I took her from getting, you know, 50 people visiting her site a day to 500. And we noticed these stats with this particular service. Now, guess yeah. what's going to connect with the audience? The story. So when they leave that presentation, they're going to go, wow, Adam did that for her? I wonder if he can do that for me. You got right. a client exactly. now. Exactly. Power of storytelling. Uh, just go. like as you were telling, as you were telling me that, I was just thinking about what I would remember right off the top of my head from this interview, and what's probably going to ring in my mind for a very long time is the story about how you just gotten that great promotion, you're working your way up the corporate hustle, and then in 2004 they come and tell you that your beautiful position is being downsized, and next thing you know you're making a dollar ninety nine an hour doing public speaking. Now, because <laughs> that's the story side of it, that's what's going to just resonate in my mind over and over again. So since you've taken those things and you've linked them to your teaching, that's going to make the teaching easier to remember as well. The whole thing about the it and the who, it all kind of comes together. There you go. One real thing, quick thing I want to say, and, you know, we are just really coming along here, and I know we're only halfway through this. We have 30 more minutes, and we still have a ton more information to share, and Marquess is going to give us some great information here. One point I want to make for everybody listening is I see some folks who are afraid to do how-to presentations or to let the cat out of the bag or to share their secrets or something along those lines. What I encourage you to think about is what is your prospect actually buying? What are you trying to sell? If you are a consultant or a coach or if you're somebody who does social media, let's say you're a social media manager, it is perfectly okay. In fact, it is encouraged. We're just going to use the social media manager. If you get up on stage or you get on a webinar and you actually show people the guts of how you got this person 10,000 fans on their Facebook fan page or how you incre- increase their Twitter engagement by 300%, you know the reason why? Because, yeah, it is true that somebody could watch your presentation. They could take feverish notes and they can go and do it th- your, themselves. And if they do it themselves and they have great success about it, they're going to say, I learned this from so-and-so who taught me how with this presentation. So you're going to get the credit for that, which is going to get others saying, hey, you know what? Uh, If they have the secret sauce, maybe I should hire them to do it for me. And then you also have to think about the other side of your prospective audience, which are the folks who are going to say, hey, this person really knows what they're talking about, but I'm not going to go and play on Instagram. I'm going to hire somebody to do this for me. So I'm going to hire somebody who just showed me they know how to do it. You're absolutely right. Do not be afraid to share your expertise. I hear that from speakers all the time. And there's two different ways to – two different things I want you to take away from this when it comes to how much information should you share. One of the lessons I had to learn early on is don't – throw so much information at people. Our brain can only process so much. You would be surprised 
how much information you remember once you leave a presentation. Do you know that every single hour that goes by, you you remember less and less and less? <laughs> so just yeah. give, just think about what's one strategy I can share, and how can I give examples of how my who can use that strategy, implement that strategy, and really get their ROI based on that strategy. In other words, I don't want to right. call you stupid, but use the KISS method. <laughs> I changed yeah. keep it simple speaker. So when I first started, I would go in with all of this information and overwhelm people. But I learned quickly, dial it down a little bit. Give me enough to chew on. Don't hold back. Don't get me wrong. But keep it simple. Keep it chewable. Give me pieces so then I can take that and build on it. Does that make sense, Adam? That makes perfect sense. In fact, I'm working on a presentation for a speech I'm doing in two weeks myself. And, you know, theoretically you could say it's already done because I already have all the information in front of me. But that's the exact process I'm going through right now is I'm looking to chunk this into easily digestible bites, and that does involve, in some cases, taking certain things away. And that's perfectly okay because they're going to have plenty they can chew on and plenty they can digest they can get success from right away. And, in fact, they're more likely to act upon it. They're more likely to understand it. They're more likely to recognize it as being true expertise coming from somebody who they need to know, like, and trust because it's a little bit smaller. It's a little bit easier to understand. You don't have to give away the whole farm. It's actually okay if you give away the corn and the carrots and the peas. It's perfectly fine because those three things will, when mixing together, make a great meal. You don't have to give away all the livestock and all the wheat and everything else, too, because then it becomes a question of how the heck am I going to put this on a truck and get out of here? See, here's the biggest piece. Be willing, when you do go up there and you do share I wouldn't be careful not to approach your presentation with a mindset of, I can't share everything. But in the same breath, be willing to break it down and to keep it simple. So it's two messages that may seem as if they're going against each other, but they're not. No, they're not. I love to share tips and give great examples. So here's a great example. Um, if someone asked me, so, Marquesa, what are the three things I should think about when it comes to my presentation? I may say to you, think of the three Vs, visual, vocal, and verbal. Visual is what your body language is giving off. It's the head to toe. It's the color you're wearing. It's the, the glasses you're wearing. It's your complete body language. It actually is 60% of your presentation. So if your visual is off, it will kill your entire presentation. But keep in mind that the visual changes if the person doesn't see you, which is interesting. So the biggest part of your presentation is that visual piece. Then you go to the vocal. The vocal is what folks hear. It's your tone of voice. It's how you enunciate your words. You know, it's the clarity of what you're saying. And then the verbal are the actual words that you use. You know, some folks like to use really big words to impress people, but all they're doing is making people, is confusing people. And you don't want to confuse audience. So you want to make sure that you use friendly words. 
You don't want to use crunch words like we see in the Toastmasters world, like, ah, uh, and what you say, and just words that are sort of slingish, although it's good to throw those in from time to time, uh, you know, in order to keep it casual. But you want to have easy, professional words, and you definitely want to build your vocabulary. So keep, when you're thinking about how you're going to deliver a powerful presentation, use the three Vs. So you see how I just shared a lot of information, but I did it in a really simple way. The three Vs is something that people are going to remember. Just like when I talk about website conversions, I use the three Ps, pre-qualified, prepped, and pumped. They're pre-qualified visitors, which means they're the type of people you really want on your website, uh, so pre-qualified. Then you have then you have, you have pre-qualified preps, which means you're using your emails, you're using your social media updates, you're using your ads, you're using the language to let them know what they're going to find when they land on your webpage so they already know the action they're going to be expected to take and they're going to be prepared to take that action. And then you get them real excited about it. So when they click on that link to get your free report or to learn about your coaching, what have you, the second they're clicking on that link, they are counting the milliseconds until your page loads because they want to jump on it. So pre-qualified, prepped, and pumped. You have three Vs, I have three Ps. But notice how much information I got out there about website conversions with just three Ps. There you go. See, you All get right. it. I would like to take a little bit of a different tack here. We got about 25 minutes left, and I know that when we talk about public speaking, we talk about going to these seminars, and you hear the phrase pitch fest and everything else. And, and do I really want to be a pitchy type speaker? Do I really want to sit through a pitch fest? Uh, here's what I really want to ask, and I want to get this from an industry insider like you. Some people hate speakers that sell from the platform. What are your thoughts about that? Well, a couple of things. Um, if you are an entrepreneur and you want to be successful as an entrepreneur, you have to shift that mindset. Um, because whether you're an entrepreneur taking in the information or you're an entrepreneur giving out the information, if your mindset is, I hate when people sell from the platform, then you're, you're really sabotaging your success even before you get started. And let me tell you why. Um, yes, do some people do it poorly? Absolutely. Are there people out there that are like used car salesmen where they just get up and they just pitch, pitch, pitch? Absolutely. And do I get pissed off when I see that a person pitches without giving any value? Absolutely. So learn the right way to do it, but do not completely shun the entire industry. So let's talk to you as an entrepreneur because that's who we're talking to today. Um, when you are, when you do, when you're asked to speak somewhere for free, Many many speakers are told, oh, I can't do that. I need to pay my bills because we got we still got bills to pay, <laughs> right? And right. they'll say, no, no, I'm not going to speak for free, especially if I got to travel to the speaking engagement. Um, right. If if you're speaking to your who, your target audience, and you're sharing your it, then you need to speak, especially if they're going to allow you to share a resource, and that resource is where you're asking for the business. Now, just keep this in mind. Make sure that you provide tons of value. Do not, don't you dare get up there and pitch it without giving value. So what do I mean by that? Make sure you share the what, the when, the why, and the how, what we talked about earlier. Give me, the, give me as much information as you can without overwhelming me, but give me the value. 
once you've provided the value, then you can now say, and I'm going to segue as if I'm doing it myself, now you can say, listen, uh, some of you will leave this room and you'll go do exactly what I said. And some of you, you want a little bit more help. You would like me to guide you step-by-step through this process. And if that is you, I have a special offer for you. Today, for X amount of dollars, um, for the next six weeks, I'm going to walk you step-by-step on how to grow your business by speaking. And I'm going to do this by in a, with a combination of teleseminars we're going to do virtually. I'm going to give you a couple of private sessions with me. I'm also going to give you access to my mastermind so you can talk to other people that are doing the exact same thing. And as a bonus, I'm going to have an event coming up in exactly 60 days. You have a free seat at this event. So if you say yes to my package today, when you leave here, you're taking me home with you, basically. Um, and this is right. how, and this is how much it's going to cost. You literally hand out the form, get people's credit card information, and then you say thank you, and you leave, and you go process it, and you follow up. That's how you do it. But again, remember what I said earlier: you're providing value. So again, you're in order for you to get up there and do that with confidence and do it eloquently, your mindset needs to be, I'm an expert and I'm helping folks with my expertise. And if those, it's going to be a few folks in that audience that will say, listen, I want Marquesa or I want Adam to help me do this step by step by step. And you're paying for that expertise. So you have no reason to feel guilty about that. You're not a pitch fest or anything of the sort. So am I making sense, Adam? It's important to first thing is shift that mindset uh, about mm-hmm. back of the room sales with it being a negative thing. Otherwise, you're going to be a broke entrepreneur. You have yeah. to be comfortable asking for the business. Sales is not a dirty word. It's a beautiful word. And I'm going to tell you something. Not only am I an expert, but I'm also always a student. I cannot tell you how many programs I have purchased from people talking to me from the platform. So if someone is sharing something of great value from the platform and I like it and I can use it and it's going to take me to that next level in my business, I'm going to buy it. I'm not going to sit up there with my arms crossed and my body language saying, I don't really care what you're selling, I'm not interested. Then who's stupid? Because if you don't know what you don't know, you walk around here broke, frustrated, and then you're out of business before you know it. So you have a choice. Either you can walk in and say, listen, I have something of value that's going to help my who. Let me, and some people in this audience, they want to take me home with them, and this is how they do it. So I gave a lot of information there, but number one, shift the mindset. Number two, provide tons of value. And then number three, ask for the business. I love it. Now, before we go to our next question, could you settle one quick, shall we say, bet for me? Uh, I was at a seminar that was being put on by one of my clients, and the client, uh, you know, he sent everybody out uh, to take their 15-minute break, and he wanted his people to take the order forms for the offer he was about to make when they came back. He wanted them waiting on the chairs when they came back from, actually, he sent them out to lunch, and he wanted the order forms on the chairs waiting when they came back from lunch, and uh, even though I was really, I really didn't have a direct role in it. I was just sort of attending as a courtesy because I was in town. I, you know, because I worked for the guy. I went and I stopped his people in the back of the room and I said, 
I know he told you to leave those on the chairs while they were at lunch. Don't do it. It's going to kill his sales. Don't hand those out until he's actually making the offer. What are your thoughts about the timing of when you actually hand out the order forms? Because I think we were on to something, and if he had put those order forms on those chairs, I think most people would have tuned him out before he even said word one about his offer. You are absolutely right. Do not put order forms on the chair before he has had a chance to make his offer, to build up to his offer, to, to provide value before his offer. I agree with you 100%. Never do that. You can put a handout on the table, but do not put an order form there because then as soon as the audience attendees arrive back and they see that order form, a lot of folks in their mind will say, oh, so he's going to sell us something. So they will shut down even before he or she has a chance to provide the offer. So that was a good call. Right. I would also... I would also add in there, and this was another part of my point, they're going to see the dollar amount of the offer you're going exactly. to make. So they're already going to make a price-based calculation before you even have a chance to make a case for it and let them know that, that the dollar amount you're going to ask for is peanuts compared to what they're going to get from it. You don't even have oh, a chance to make that true. case before they've already decided how much room they have on their credit card. And see, that's a, it goes back to the sales rules or the rules of sales. It's all about providing the value. Uh, for example, if your offer is $3,000, a person in your audience may say, oh, my gosh, that's more than my mortgage. Is she crazy? There's no way I can pay for that. But then if the problem that they're having, if you ask them a certain amount of questions, they will realize that the problem that they're having equals up way more than $3,000. Right. Okay. And then this is why you need to build value with your audience. You need to say, wait a minute, you know, this program is 3000 but then how, many, how much business are you losing because you do not have this piece in your business? What is it costing sure. you? How much is a client worth to you? Well, my quest, a client is worth 5000 to me. Well, how many of those $5,000 clients are not coming to you right now because you don't have this piece in place? All of a sudden, the 3000 looks really attractive. So it's important exactly. to build that value. Absolutely. Right, right, right. So we have, about, uh, we have about 10 minutes left for content here, and I also want to give you a chance to share something very special with the audience that you gave me a little preview of. So I have actually two more questions for you, but let's do the simple one first, which is what you do sell from the platform. So you're up on stage and you're giving your value and then it comes time to make the offer. What did you offer? Oh, yes. Well, when you're offering, you want to think about, you can offer just about anything. I've offered teleseminars, webinars, live event invitation, a combination of everything, uh, hard products that people can actually pick up in the back of the room. So let's go back to you as an expert. What I don't want you to do is to say to yourself, oh, I don't have any DVDs printed out and put into a nice little case, or I don't have a workbook. Guess what, my friend? Those days are gone. If you do have the workbooks and the CDs and the DVDs, that's great. But you do not need to have those. I have sold two, $3,000 all the way up to $20,000 programs from the platform, and all I had was a sheet of paper describing what I was providing. Okay? So what you need is a good service. That's all. You need a good service. Yeah. It could be a good service or it could be a good product. Okay, I there's no one percent. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, closed seventy one percent of the room because I told, yeah I told I closed seventy one percent of the room 
because I had a four-part webinar scheduled. There you go. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. and I showed them the value of what they were going to learn over those four weeks that were coming up. And to your point about, uh, you know, I don't have a DVD or I don't have something I can hand them. Well, if you want to hand them something, uh, get a book published. If you don't have a book published already, then you have something to hand them. And as far as, you know, being able to deliver a course, you don't have a DVD, that's perfectly fine. The way you can turn that around is, You sign up for it today at the special price, and we'll make sure you have your username and password by tonight. And then, really, you don't even have to do all of that because here's the problem with, oh, i got to give you a username and password. I don't know about you, but after I speak, I'm exhausted. (laughs) That's why you have people in the back of the room do it for you. Yeah, you got to set those expectations. So if if I can, I'll give them as much as I can right away. Uh, here's yeah. an even uh, another brilliant strategy strategy that I've used. Um, I may provide a username and password that anyone can log into just to get some information. Or better yet, I have an autoresponder system where a person can send. I'll say, all right, for everyone that has signed up send a blank email to this email address. You can do this very well through Infusionsoft or AWeber. And then as soon as that person signs up, they're going to get a certain amount of emails that will come to them back to back to back. So I've already set this up in advance because, unfortunately, people do have buyer's remorse. So a good way to kind of prevent that and stop people from changing their mind once they've said yes is to give them that value right away. But going back to what you said earlier, um, let me just take a sip here. All right. You do not need a physical product there. Um, recently, I sold an eight-part webinar series followed by a three-day live event, and this was $1,200. Now, although I have tons of DVDs and CDs and workbooks and everything, I didn't have any of that in front of me. And I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes, sometimes having a workbook there can work against you. Because some people will come up to you and say, well, hey, Adam, hey, Marquesa, can I just buy the workbook then? So it's better yeah. to not even have it there or give it away as a, as a surprise or just something for people to see. Hey, I only got a couple of copies on me, but don't worry, I'll send the rest of it by mail or you can download it digitally. Okay, save yourself a little bit of money there. And also there are companies, I use quite a few of them, Vervanti, I highly recommend Vervanti, V-E-R-V-A-N-T-E, where you can easily, you know, they can fulfill the order for you. They just need the name and email address. They get paid, boom, they ship it right out, you know, to your client. So to back up to your original question, just keep it simple, whatever it is that you sell. If you've never sold from the platform, come up with a $97 offer. Build your confidence. Right. You know, what's one small little thing I can give away? Maybe I'm going to do a two-part teleseries, you know, or right. I'll do something like that. Keep it simple and then build up. And the more you do, the, the more you speak, the more you sell, the more your confidence grows, and then the bigger chances you'll take like Adam and I. Absolutely. Okay, so we have, uh, I, I know we keep counting the time here, but it, it just gets away from us, especially on such an exciting topic. We have nine minutes left for the interview here, so we have just a little bit of time. And here's about a million additional questions I have. So let's reward our listeners with something really juicy. Now, you provide some very specific advice on organizing your presentation, such as the opening, the body, then the closing. And, uh, you know, three and four minutes, can you give us a real quick outline, step-by-step, step, how do we do it? Oh, absolutely. In your opening, I need a grabber. I need you to grab me. So, for example, 
a good way to grab me is uh, when I walk into a room, I may say something like, listen, I can't believe I'm here. I remember, uh, you know, at one point I would get up in the morning and there would be 30 dolls in the living room and I would give them all name tags. <laughs> and of these 30 <laughs> dolls, my parents would come into the living room and say, wow, you know, I think she's going to grow up and be a teacher. Well, I didn't grow up to be a teacher. I grew up to be a speaker. So I still get right. lots of name tags, but instead of it being dolls, it's people. And I'm here today to share a message with you. That's an example of a storytelling grabber. Grab right. folks with something juicy. You can grab people with a question. You know, turn to the person to your right. Turn to the person to your left. One of those folks may not be here in the next year, and let me tell you why. Do you think you're going to get people's attention with that? You may scare them half to death, but yes, you will. Yes. <laughs> so a startling question. Number two, the second part of your speech is the, is the body. This is the meat of your presentation. This is where you're sharing the, the, the juice of it. And it's important in this part to have your stories there. It's important to be very clear about your points. Again, don't try to tell me everything. Just tell me one or two things. And tell me why I should care. This is where the stories are coming in. So when you're sharing the meat of your presentation, make sure you organize it in a way that people can follow you. I'm going to share with you three ways that you can be healthy in 2014. You know, one way is da-da-da-da-da. And let me show you an example of this. This is where your story comes in. Another way that Adam used, you know, last year very well is da-da-da-da. And the third way you wouldn't exactly. believe this if I told you myself is da-da-da-da. So this is where the meat of your presentation is. So tell me what you promised to tell me in the opening. And then the final part of your presentation is called the closing. This is where the call to action comes in. This is where you're, this is what you're going to leave me with. Okay, and this is where you're going to tell me what you told me. So now you're going to do a wrap-up. Hey, today I shared with you how to be healthy in 2014. Why should you give a darn about this? Let me tell you why you should give a darn about this. Because if you're not healthy, X, Y, and Z will happen to you. And if X, Y, and Z happens to you, you know, and then you give examples of that, and then you can have a final closing story and then leave your audience with a call to action. Now, this is a back-of-the-room sales presentation. This is your chance to make that, that push. You can now segue into how many of you real, always check in with your audience. How many of you got something out of my presentation today? And everybody raises their hands. How many of you are going to start taking at least one step that I discussed? Folks are raising their hand. Okay, well, guess what? For If you want my help and you want me to walk you through step by step by step, then here's what I can do for you, and then you segue into your offer. But remember, before you sit down, you never want to leave people just with your offer. You want to say, okay, guys, and, and this, listen to me very clearly, because this is where people screw up. You want to close out the presentation. You want to thank the audience. You want to remind them a little bit of what they learned. Then you want to give them a simple call to action on what to do once the presentation is over. You know, I'm going to be in the back of the room, or my team and I will be in the back of the room, and we can answer any questions you have. All you need to do is fill out that simple sheet of paper and meet me in the back of the room, and then I, we will get you signed up for the program, and I look forward to helping you. Let me just leave you with this final thought, and that's where you leave your audience with something strong, and that's how you do it. Now, here's one other thing I want to add to it, Adam, kind of 
going into what we said earlier with back of the room, um, be careful because you will at times get bombarded in the front of the room with people running up to you saying, oh, my God, can you tell me more? I have questions. And then you may miss people in the back of the room because certain people followed your instructions. <laughs> so it's important to yeah. walk say, hey, why don't you follow me? I would love to answer your questions, but why don't you follow me because I want to make sure because I know a lot of folks are meeting me back there. And then meet folks in the back of the room. If you're going to sign a book or sign a product or give advice or take pictures, it needs to all be done in the same central location. Yeah, you just said something that was coming to mind as you are getting ready to say it. The idea of somebody comes to you in the front of the room and tries to waylay you with all their questions and yep. I learned this tactic actually years ago, and I've had to use this because people come running to me in the front of the room, and I had to get to the back of the room. When I was first getting started as an entrepreneur, one of the first seminars I ever attended was James Melchak's College Speaking Boot Camp, and he showed the technique. When somebody waylays you at the front of the room, you reach out, you take them by the hand, you shake their hand, and then you use your hand to pull them along with you very gently as you walk to the back of the room to reinforce the message of, I do want to speak with you, but come with me to the back of the room where people are waiting. And if it's clear that somebody is just going to ask you some questions, you have to remember the people who are at the back of the table following your instructions ready to buy, they have to come first. So you tell that person just wants to ask questions, to just hang on a bit and you'll get to them after you finish with the people who are buying today. And what's crazy about that is those people will actually stand there and hang around. That is true. They will. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, so, you, so you actually do get a chance at them one-on-one to convert them into a sale, but you have to first take care of the people who follow the instructions, who are pre-qualified, prepped, and pumped, and standing at the back of the table right now ready to take action. You have to put them, you have to put them first. And it's okay to have a volunteer because some folks may say, oh, I can't bring my staff with me everywhere I go. Then just educate someone, and I'll just grab someone and say, hey, would you do me a favor? Would you sit at the table? Yeah. Would you take the forms? Can you make sure all of this is filled out for me? And I'll get a nice – sometimes it's the president of the organization that will do it for you. They'll yeah. do anything for the speaker. So get a helper. That's one of the smartest things you can do. And here's another tip, Adam, that's really important um, yeah. is get testimonials. Get somebody to volunteer. Yeah. Hand up somebody you trust, of course, but, it, you know, most of these people are really great. Give them your camera and say, hey, as people are leaving the room, could you see if a couple of people would love to give me a quick little testimonial on what they got out of my presentation? Do you know I yes. have thousands of testimonials because of that? I believe it. Yeah. So you definitely I want believe to it entirely. <laughs> All right. So we got one minute left here, and I want to make sure that you have a chance to share with us your free gift. Go. Yes. I would love for you to go to gottaspeaknow.com. That's spelled G-O-T-T-A, speak, S-P-E-A-K, now, N-O-W.com. Go there. You're going to see my ebook, Five Ways to Start Speaking Now. I gave you some here. I got even more there. I share my story on how I became a six-figure speakerpreneur. So in there, go there. Just give me your name and email, and you got it. I can't wait to help you and help you grow your business with speaking. Thank you so much, Adam, for having me on here. You bet. You bet. And just real quick, just tell us, you know, you know, where can somebody go? What's the web page if somebody wants to go or the place to call if they have questions or they, you know, they would consider, you know, working with you? Uh, you know, where, where if somebody's ready to take action today? Because I think some of our listeners may be. 
Okay. Well, not only are you going to go to GottaSpeakNow.com, I have a whole autoresponder series set up. Uh, now, if you're thinking, Marquess, I really want to work with you, I invite you to go to SpeakerBlueprint.com, and this is where shh, you get a free strategy session with me. So I will literally spend one hour with you on the phone to dis- discuss strategy in your business. So if you're like, Marquessa, I appreciate the free ebook, but I want to talk to you, then bypass it, because thank you, Adam, for giving me a chance to say that. Just go to speakerblueprint.com, follow the instructions. You will get on my calendar once you fill out a short little application. Boom, one of my people will set you up, and before you know it, you and I will be talking on the phone. So that's gottaspeaknow.com and speakerblueprint.com. Yep, gottaspeaknow.com and speakerblueprint.com. All right, Marquette Catway, thank you so much for being on our show today. I have learned a ton, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. And for everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of Business Creators Radio Show. Be sure to stop back and check us out at businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Have yourself a great day. We'll see you next week. Take care.